0: welcome to don't feed the geeks presented by the long island comic guys the masters of the geeky verse well welcome back geek freaks imtc joined by as always by jj what up guys how are you and story what's up everyone guys we have a really cool episode for you today so you will notice that in the Geek Beat we will not be talking about the Mandalorian because we're gonna dedicate the entire closing to the last episode, the Jedi. But we are also talking for our main segment today. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> little, little
1: sorry.
0: jump the gun. I was excited. Uh, we are talking about Legos today. We you know, we know that some people have covered Legos before, but we're going to go into our specific Legos. It's going to be a little different. I'm going to kind of, uh, yeah, there he is. <laughs> Toy Story's little buddy. <laughs> um, a the, both booth. JJ and Toy Story are, are more of the Lego guys than I am. So we're going to try a format where I kind of interview them. So hopefully that'll be fun. But before we get into that, I'm going to turn it over to Toy Story for the Geek B. Yes,
2: we have a lot of stuff this week, guys. (laughs) So much.
0: Yeah. All right, so
2: let's start it off with a little bit of the CW Arrowverse news. So it was just announced this week that David Ramsey is going to be returning to reprise his role as John Diggle. And I think most of the, basically across all the shows, Um, he's actually going to be returning in a directing role, too um so as of right now i think he's scheduled for a mystery role in legends of tomorrow which hasn't been announced yet but that's what everybody's speculating
1: right now you know yeah i, I yeah, just geez. i just rec- recently saw an image of him kind of in a green lantern outfit yeah. i just know i just saw it like i think it was today uh, at some point. is that even feasible uh, it could be that Why was not? interesting
0: so <laughs> you probably just saw an image of it if we found it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, honestly. I think the way it ended was he kind of got like a green glowing ring or something like that from his, like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't remember how it ended exactly, but I mean, I think this is pretty cool. He was always in my opinion, one of the strongest actors that was on that arrow show. When I watched uh,
2: that show, he was, he was one of my favorites.
0: I mean, Stephen Amell, he was good as arrow. He was in my, you know, I liked the guy, but a terrible actor when it came to like playing the, uh, oliver queen character it was just he was definitely like my favorite character on the show and definitely mm-hmm. had the acting chops i've pretty much given up on all those shows at this point but yeah who knows maybe I'll, you maybe went I'll- way
2: farther than i did on those <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah moving on so more tv news so for disney plus everybody knows hawkeye's coming out. i don't out, even I mean.
0: know if we can call that tv anymore like TV, that's whatever. like it's like elevating. You, you watch, watch it, it on a TV. It's not TV. It's Disney Plus. Yeah, <laughs> Disney Plus.
2: Everybody knows Hawkeye is coming out at some point. Our buddy Jeff, I'm sure, is very excited for that. But um, it was just revealed today that Haley Steinfeld is going to be playing Kate Bishop. Now, uh, who who, she who so
0: is who revealed it? as there was a photo. There was that a photo leak, right on the set. Yeah, yeah, of her as the character. So and so, I think for a while she's been denying that she's accepted this role, that she's in the role. So this was like something that people were speculating hard, but no Mm -hmm. one had
1: actually confirmation on until now. So who is this girl? Do do we know her from anything? Because
0: I don't – Funny enough, I just asked my wife that about 30 minutes ago. So it's like (laughs) I've heard this name. I know she's famous. Who is she? So I think she's like a singer or something. I think she's been in like – she's like a singer, actress. She's probably along similar lines to that girl – who like, starred in that Pitch Perfect movie. I think she's kind of similar. Kendrick. To- oh, yeah, Kendrick I think Graham. she's like, one of those type of actresses. Again, she was in you Pitch know- Perfect too, Haley Steinfeld.
1: Yeah. yeah. so oh. Well, there you go. And Bumblebee? The movie? Yeah. Oh, is she the main girl in that?
2: Yes. Maybe.
0: Oh. Yeah, so actress, singer. Okay. Yeah. All right. So cool. I mean, it's good that they went with a popular. I know she's very popular. Oh, she
2: played um, Gwen Stacy
0: in Spider-Verse. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, nice. All right, so she's got that background. Yeah, yeah she ha- and, and I know she's very famous with the kids. Oh yeah. If we ever had Hudson on, he <laughs> could probably tell us more about Haley. I know she's 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 cute. How old is she? Is it? Am I legally okay to say that she's to say cute? that she's cute? She is. She's twenty three. So yes. All right. Cool. Yeah, she's cute. <laughs> All right. It's, we'll, it's cute. Wow. Over twenty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> jj do you want to talk about the next one i think this was something that came from you right
1: so yeah so there's word on the street that uh brie larson who was uh captain marvel wants to play zelda the princess
0: in so a, in, i'm a, sorry to cut you off but i have a quick question for you so does this mean it's not going to be about link and it's going to focus specifically
1: on zelda so You know, know, this has been on the roadmap for quite a while. I mean, Netflix has been one, they've been talking about coming out with, you know, a Zelda animation coming out. There's been talk of a movie. Um, Now there's talk about Brie Larson. Apparently, she's an avid gamer, she's a huge gamer. I have Um, heard that. She's expressed interest in playing Zelda, the princess. And this is supposed to be kind of like a spinoff of. So it's, it basically focuses on Zelda itself, and it's basically a spinoff from the movie that's going to be coming out, where it incorporates everything. Um, okay. So, so it, this is supposed to be like, just centered. Yeah, this is supposed to be just centered on um, Harul. Just, just I guess the city and her um, is what is in talks. All right. I that's mean, awesome. I'm always
2: I'm always iffy on those video game movies, but I mean, like.
1: Yeah, I mean... They've, it, they've
2: tried to do, like, Nintendo stuff in the past. I'm just it really excited worked.
1: because this totally sounds like something I can skip, so one less <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I... And you're right. I, I don't know, you know, they I don't think these type of movies have been, had really good luck. No.
0: Um, I think, think Witcher is, Witcher's like, one of the first video game adaptations to I do really part well. Of, part of the problem is that a lot of these people don't take these seriously enough. They try to make it, like, more of, like, campy and a joke. I mean, listen, my favorite... Video game movie to date is Super Mario Brothers. That's a great movie. That's I, fun. I love that movie. It's
1: campy, but in the good way. Yeah. So it's just when
2: they try and do that, it doesn't work.
1: It's it, yeah. and the other problem is Brie Larson. Um, she doesn't have a princess look to her. To me, honestly, she, you know, she's she's not a princess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think that's probably why they would go with more like a
0: warrior princess. I I mean, listen, the the state of the world now is they're trying to flip the roles on everything. That's why I was joking, you know, it's is she gonna be saving Link in this situation or something like that? Yeah, this is supposed to be just centered on her. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure – I doubt we're going to see her running around in, like, a pink, like, Princess Peach dress in the movie. So I think it's probably <laughs> you know. going to be more of, like, you know, a take-charge princess than anything else. Yeah, no,
2: like, I, have you played, like, Ocarina of Time or any of those? No, I have
0: not. So i played in that, Zelda 1. <laughs> so, so in
2: Ocarina of Time, um, Zelda has an alter ego, Sheik, who's, who's a character throughout, and you don't find out it's Zelda until later on. But she's basically, like – a covered-up ninja, you know, that helped out Link through the thing. So she has he had those, you know, um, representations where she's not just a princess being rescued. What?
0: I think we're t- spending too much time. Too much time. Larson. Too much time. Okay. <laughs>
2: All right then, TC, to take this next one. a song
0: one. to Brie Larson. All right, <laughs> she's had enough play on this show. <laughs> all right, you take this next one then, because I um, yeah. Comics. So I actually was lucky enough to pick one of these up. It was in my poll list. I found that about it a couple of days ago. But so we're recording this the Wednesday before you're hearing this. So it was New Comic Book Day for us, and Daredevil twenty five came out today, and it's pretty hot. Um, the Regular covers going from like the $20 range a little more a little less. I think the incentive the 1 in 25 incentive I've seen go for selling for over a hundred dollars Um, it's supposedly the first time and this is a spoiler. So if you haven't read it yet, maybe skip to uh, forward two minutes so it's the uh first appearance of Electra as daredevil. So she actually appears I have the copy I, I'll let she show it to you right now <laughs> This is the the copy. and um, Yeah, so she shows up as Daredevil in it. Was that the regular cover? Yeah, that was a regular cover. I didn't, I didn't get the incentive on it. I don't know. They probably had. I'm sure somebody probably went at the best and paid 50 bucks for it. But. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot to ask if they had like a line or anything. But um, yeah, so another hot book. We'll see how long that lasts. But, uh, you know. One of those two uh, weeks. (laughs) The flippers were after it, of course. I mean, listen, you know, I may hold on to it for a little while, and if you know, if it goes up to like, if this version goes up to like a hundred bucks, maybe I'll sell it. But for (laughs) now, I'm probably
1: going to hold on to it. Nice. Okay.
2: JJ, do you want to talk about Seth MacFarlane?
1: So Seth MacFarlane. So um, he's been known for this uh, show, The Orville, which I'm not sure. Have you guys watched Orville? (laughs) I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. Great, I love it. I it's got awesome. Canceled, right, it did get canceled. Um, I did like it. I watched it. But there are trading cards out there. Um, I'm a big, avid, you know, card collector, the, especially for the autographs. So, a company called Written House, um, they're kind of like, you know, the Upper Deck and all that stuff. They they came out the, you know, the season one and season twos of these cards. Uh, but what they also did was they came out with an archive autograph edition where it came with, um, I think it was. It, the box it was, like think, two or three hundred dollars, and in the box you got um, fifteen packs, and inside of all these fifteen packs you got seventeen cards and fifteen autograph cards. So you basically got a box full of autographs. Um, there were three hundred of these boxes created, and the controversy that the, that is going on with this case is Seth MacFarlane. Um, the cards that he signed 150 of them so you had a 1 in 2 chance of getting his autograph in these boxes so out of the 150 cards that he signed every single one he used an auto pen so if you guys don't know what an auto pen is it's basically a machine that you put you, you know your signature in this machine and it automatically autographs the card so, you know so i have issues with that So they, they started comparing them, um, and we're going to show pictures of this, uh, you know, uh, we'll have them up. Um, so people started realizing when, you know, you put these things up on eBay to sell, all the cards started looking the same. These signatures look exactly the same, um, compared to his real autograph. And so
2: so Ozzy did that on his most recent album like he used a pen and they found out cuz there was a couple different ones. He used three different variations of the signature. <laughs> so it it looked like it was a little different, but if you get enough copies you like stack them, it's Ozzy exactly the same. Comics?
1: Yes, uh, Ozzy wrote uh, <laughs> Ozzy our
2: friend from Best Comics.
1: So, you know, this this is a huge deal especially in the autograph world because you're not yeah, technically getting crazy. an autograph, you're getting a machine made autograph and it's not worth Anything you know, even if they, one of
0: these 15 people
1: affected by this, uh, no, <laughs> no, I, I was 150. Buy, I was going to buy one of these cases, I was like, because I don't have his autograph, and I wanted his autograph, and then I waited. And then a week later, you know, this started coming out, and thank god, because I would have been pissed. Oh, I would have been pissed if, if, if I would have. So, I'm not sure what Rittenhouse they have confirmed that he did use an auto pen to do this. Um, I'm not sure what they're gonna do about it. I I hope there is some repercussions because but it's not an autograph
0: then, right? It's
1: not it's not an autograph. Just a print. It's like basically 150 signatures
2: take. They can't take quick,
1: quick, half hour. Right. Like you know, and you know, to be honest, you know, I like him, but you're a scumbag for 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 doing that. I mean, that's you're cheating people out who you know pay a lot of money, three hundred dollars for a case of of, you know fifteen cards. I mean, come on! You, how much money did you get paid to do this? I did. It bothers me,
0: and I like a lot of his stuff, but he is like a very holier than thou kind of guy sometimes too. And it like
1: sometimes he rubs me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I'm annoyed about it. It really it ticks me off. But there you go.
2: He's probably not. He's not the first. He won't be the last. No, and you know, there's plenty of people
1: that do it. And you know, as long you know, I'm hoping he does something for the people. You know, for the 150 people that got this card. You know, I hope there's. The The company shouldn't allow that because it's not an autograph. Yeah, but how do they know that? Uh, They're just getting these things and shoving them in. I don't think they're, they're not looking at them. Yeah. So there you go.
2: All right. Moving on. Something that warms my heart. I love hearing about this stuff. So as we all know, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X have been very, very hard to get. Um, Anytime a pre-order goes up, it seems like bots get them before, like, it's even, the add-to-carpet button even comes up. So apparently, this scalping company, and there are companies who do this, um, they were able to secure 1,000 orders for 1,000 consoles on, they didn't say what retailer's site, and then they went and bragged about it on social media. They were basically <laughs> like, you know, we got these consoles, guys, you know, our bots work. If you snooze, you lose. You guys suck for not getting them. And so the day after that, the retailer canceled all 1,000 of those orders. <laughs>
0: That's
2: great. <laughs> So well, it's nice to see that they're cracking
0: down a little bit on so this. So how do they I, – I, I know we're spending a lot of time on this, but how do they do something like that with, like, aren't they – don't they only allow, like, a certain, like, address or, like, location to order these? Are they? There's workarounds. There's so many workarounds. Locations and stuff like that? Yeah,
2: so with the bots, you could spoof different emails, different addresses and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's surprisingly easy to do, and it's a little. It shouldn't
1: be that easy. And, and two more seconds. I'm hearing that um, you know a lot of people that bought this and reselling it are starting to get a little pushback because they can't. They're not selling them mm-hmm. because nobody wants to pay a thousand dollars for a unit that's costs four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. Exactly. So. You're getting a lot of people who have 20, 30 of these things and they can't sell yeah. them because I mean, nobody's I,
0: buying them. I think and the I, problem is too, like that after that first week, if you don't get them sold in that first week, you, you might done. as well not buy anymore because yep. those are the only people who need to have them immediately. Yep,
2: and who like are willing to pay that, that
0: After the first week, people are going to wait. Like I, I feel like everyone I've seen who doesn't have one already, just like, yeah, I don't care. Like six months, I'll get one. Yeah, yeah. I, I walk
2: into a store that. and get one, no problem.
0: Like, yeah, as, I, as I, at this point, it's just like, like, why do I need it? Like, if yeah, if I can get it, great. Like, I'll get one. Like, I probably won't even play mine if I get one till January. Point. <laughs> so, like, why am I going to try and like, yeah. kill myself to get it? Or I would never spend over retail either. Like, no, that's never going to happen.
2: No, I've never done that. I never will.
0: Good. At least they they crack down on some. Yeah, I hope it
2: continues because those guys are scumbags, just like <laughs> Mister McFarlane. <McCartney. laughs> <laughs> All right, JJ, talk about this. I watched this before and I almost died.
1: So this thing, I I saw this at the beginning of the week, and I finally watched it. I think yesterday, and I probably watched it another twenty or thirty times after <laughs> that because I think it's just so funny. So, you know, I I don't know the whole backstory on this, but I guess uh, you know, Stanley did a, a test maybe recording at yeah. some point in his life, and I think this was from his sound engineer, right? The guy, yeah, who's so like Aaron From or something, Aaron From, yeah. so. He took this test recording and had somebody create an animation yeah. to go along with this test recording and basically it's just it's it's Stanley going on this FU rant and all he's saying is the word you know f f f, f-, this, f- it. U. and it's it's hysterical We're, we'll post the uh, we'll post the link um, to our to to this uh, in the comments. It's but very eloquent though. Like he he's it's so funny because he's like it
0: really works in every single sentence. <laughs> you know what I love it, about it's this a too? verb. It's a
1: noun. It's, <laughs> told, it's an adjective. and it, yeah. This is how it's used. <laughs> you know, and I love this because whoever drew this, you know, it looks very Disney like. And I <laughs> think it, I think it just it's so perfect. It's funny with, as hell. It's top notch. It's, it's, it's animation. so funny. Yeah. And uh, I'm so happy that, you know, just to see this and hear it. And that's why I think I've watched it 20, 30 times already. Cause it is very funny,
0: <laughs>
1: but we'll you know, check it out. Check the link out. We'll, we'll, we'll have link it, to it. Yeah. That's awesome.
2: All right. So one more, the one thing I wanted to add that I just actually got a notification for. So star Wars Kenobi, the series is going to begin filming on January 4th. Yes. In Boston and in London. On the streets of Boston. Or if it's a studio in Boston, I don't know. Yeah, it's
0: That'd gonna be funny in the streets. In the, in the, in the maybe they'll put maybe I mean. they'll
2: put all this, all the sand in the streets and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what? so so that's way sooner, I think, than everybody expected.
1: Well, I think they need to get moving on this. We'll talk about this later during the the oh, yeah. discussion. But yeah, I think they, I think now because it's becoming it's 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 this thing is growing like crazy. Yeah. They need to, they need to pump some of this stuff out faster. Oh yeah.
2: Um yeah. All right, last piece of news. Um Peter Dinklage, everybody knows him as Tyrion from Game of Thrones. He's going to be starring in Legendary's reboot of The Toxic Avenger.
1: Yes. Do we know what he's going to play? He's not going to play. Oh, he's playing the the
0: titular. Is that how you say it? T- titular character. Titular character. Titular character. <laughs> yeah, but from how I understand, he's playing the Toxic Adventure. I I'm assuming it's going to be like CG'd, where he's going to be doing like a golem type thing. And on the face which Matt have you ever seen any of the toxic adventure stuff no never so I I don't even know if I've finished the original movie as a kid it is not a movie for children no but it, it made a animated series off of this like un, like like unrated basically like gory like hackers slash film and it's like it's like super it's like very comical it's a weird movie i remember <laughs> watching it as a young kid the movie's I, great we should add
1: that to our list i don't yeah. think that's on our list but it's i I, th- I think it's hysterical
0: yeah the the cartoon it was actually a great toy set too they had a, a bunch of like really awesome toys in their set too i remember having that and everybody instantly lost the eye because they had a like detachable eye in the eye in <laughs> a week but uh it's a cool character I'm, i hope it it gets like a just do i i they have to go kind of gory with that though if they're gonna be true to the to the thing i'm gonna imagine it's gotta be at least rated r
1: oh at least oh yeah
0: cool that's well, exciting have, all right so i'll take it for the next piece here um we're actually teaming up again with our friends uh, at elite comics 11. they are doing something this year called the give back It's going to be a live charity auction taking place on Saturday, December 12th. So this coming Saturday, it's going to be five o'clock for all you East coasters like like us and two o'clock for uh, all the people in the Pacific time zone. So a hundred percent of the proceeds from this live charity auction are going to be donated for toys from tots. There's a ton of sponsors. One of them is CGC. Another is Heritage Auctions. There's Diamond Select, WADA Games. Neil Adams is a sponsor. Big Apple Con's a sponsor. Our Buddies Royal Collectibles are sponsors. Bronze and Modern Gods are sponsors. There's a ton more. And, of course, us at Don't Feed the Geeks and Long Island Comic Guys are sponsoring it as well. So we will be on at some point uh, live with, uh, I believe it's going to be Ali and his team. And we're going to auction off a couple pieces of... Um, Different things. We won't say what they are yet, even though we know what they are, um, for Toys for Tots. So it's a really cool thing. You know, Ali, I I actually spoke to him earlier today, and he's like, you know, I felt like we've done so much good with, like, helping these comic shops with the Remedy tour that they did and a lot of these live claim sales that they feel like they should kind of, like, pay it back a little bit. And um, you know, give the choice for tots. So I think that's an awesome thing, and we hope all you guys check out um, the, what they have up for auction on December twelfth. So I'll go into charity. So that's cool. Help the kids. Help the kids. Help the kids. Help the kids. Me help me. <laughs> not you. Not you. You have enough.
1: You have enough. Yeah. Have a-
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So before we jump into our <laughs> topic, which is the Legos today, I just want to remind everybody. As of today, you currently have nine days left to vote for Don't Feed the Geeks podcast uh, on Best of L.I. Excuse me one second. You can find us on the Arts and Entertainment subcategory podcast. And you can vote for us once a day, every day. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your cousins. Tell everybody to make sure they vote for us. Make sure they, uh, they listen and watch the podcast, too. Uh, we've been doing great. Um, shout out to Oz, our last episode. Cracked over 400 views. So whatever.
1: 404.
0: Oz, four, what's that?
1: That's
0: 404 awesome. today. Four. I said over 400. It could have been 490. Let people think it's 490. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're uh, we're really growing on the video side. So you guys should check that out if you're just listening. <laughs> but... Um, that's it. So it's remember to go. Uh, and on that note, let's <laughs> into our topic of the day, which All is Legos. Right. So you guys don't <laughs> <talk about Legos. laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about Legos. <laughs> okay. So since I only had really one Lego set, and I'll feature it here, but it was the Royal Knight 690 castle set from 1995 really cool i loved it the only thing i have left is this uh ziploc bag probably (laughs) from the 1990s of uh is that
2: of the actual uh, set
0: what's
2: that is that the actual set set.
0: yeah i kept all the characters and weapons and stuff like that and like where's the manuals what's that where's the manuals i don't have the manual i don't have anything else but this it all got tossed my mother was very big about getting rid of toys (laughs) wow But that's really all I had. So I'm really Were you just not into them as a kid? I was. It was just a lot of other things I was into. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have a ton of space. And it's not because I had a small room. I had, and you I don't know if you knew about these, Matt. I had a Fisher Price three in one pool table, air hockey oh, and yeah, yeah. Table in my room. Yeah. So I didn't have a ton of space for Legos and I had like a lot of like other action figures and stuff like that. So they didn't really do as many like themed toys when I was a kid either. It was either like pirate ships or, or castles. It wasn't a ton of like superhero or they didn't have a lot of these like licenses. At least I don't remember them having them when I was little so it wasn't as appealing to me as some other toys but um let, from there let's start it this way um who so, knows a little bit of the story of lego
1: like how did they come i know they're from are they from denmark is there are from denmark they uh they actually they, you know they started out with wooden toys back in i think it was like 1938 i believe it was when they, they it was a carpenter that came up with this this concept he, he made toys they were all wooden uh most of the time they were like you know little houses, little cars or trucks, stuff like that. Um, They didn't start using plastic until after World War II. Um, And I believe in the 50s is when they first got their first injector machine where they now they started making these, you know, these two-by-fours and stuff like that. Um, And, you know, ever since then, we got what we got now. Um, I know probably, you know, in the early 90s is when they started – Early late eighties, early nineties is when they started um, getting the licenses from you know for for Star Wars for for all these other you know big shows. So I think that was the upswing, and maybe that's when you started playing with them. I don't know, Tess uh, TC. Uh, that's well, why they didn't think, have them. I there. think
0: it was like I think I got a little older by the time they started doing that. So I was probably closer because like the set I had, I was like already eleven so i think it was like by like the mid to late 90s where you started seeing more of those and i was probably i'm sorry the mid to late yeah mid to late 90s early 2000s and i was getting older by then so it like the appeal was a little less to me at that time and like okay. i wasn't a psycho collector which thank god because i really don't need another thing in my life like i love the legos and i am very tempted but i don't need to collect anything else they <laughs> take up uh, space yeah but yeah.
1: um Yeah. So, I mean, you know, ever since then, they just they started growing. I know that there was a downslope at one point in their in their in their timeline. Um, They still are a privately held company, which I found surprising. I just I read that about that today. Um, But, yeah, plastic, lots of plastic. Lots of plastic.
0: All right. So we got a little bit of the history. I'm sure there's a lot of things out there. They had a great series on the toys that made us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They have some great stuff there. What I really want to talk about is Legos and you guys. So what were the first, we'll start with JJ since he's probably has an older set than uh, toy story does. What was the first Lego set that you got JJ? You know,
1: I don't remember my first Lego set. I know it was, it had probably was a space set back in the day. Um, I probably, I was playing with these things way in the early eighties. Um, I know I really wanted back. I think it was in 82 or 83. You know, they came out with the space shuttle, which I really wanted. Um, but I remember I, I had some space and some of the castle pieces back then. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been playing with these pretty much my entire life. It feels like um, I do have an old set. My wife, you know, it's funny because uh, my wife is was a big Lego person too, and uh, she still had her original set. <laughs> and um, you know, this is hers. So this is you know she got this 1-13. early. 113. That's such so, a low um, number. <laughs> this was probably 1975. I think they're up to 76. like 5 digits
2: now for the for the Yeah. <laughs> and you
1: know and and there's still like, you know, there's still the same little brick parts, you know, here's an oven, it's it's what's so fun. It's an oven. Oh, but like, you know, you what what I really loved is um, you know, I'm going to take a mini. So, you know, these are the typical mini-figs that we've got nowadays. You know, there's um right this was the minifigs back in their day. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, you know, it's funny when you look at these things, like, you know, this is what I remember, um, you know, back early then. Cause this even predates, you know, some of those castle sets where you actually had the little mini figures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, the wheels and these, you know, these are still tight, you know, there's, they still hold, they still grip, which is absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, th- this is great. This was my wife's and, uh, you know, we still play with it. You know, I, I, am, I, I, fortunately or unfortunately, got two little boys, and they're huge, huge Legos. And we'll discuss more. But I've got hundreds of sets and thousands of individual Legos in this house. <laughs> um, but what about you, Toy Story? What was your first set?
2: Lego Life on Mars. I don't know if you guys have you. Did you hear those, Jim?
1: I knew it. Yep. see
2: it right here. You're looking at it? Yeah. Yeah, so that little little alien minifigure was one of the ones that came with it. Um, So the set I had was exactly the one that we're showing. So it was like these two... I don't know what they were. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but you would put the alien in at the end of the tube and then hit the suction cup thing that you see in the back, and it would Mm -hmm. suck the alien through the tube into the little structure over there. But... It was awesome. It was so much fun.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's w- weird. Totally weird. So, what is it that about Legos that you guys find appealing? What's like what makes it a cool toy
1: or like a cool collectible or you know, it, it's you can build anything. Like literally you can build anything. If as long as you have the parts and mm-hmm. you know, you can create these worlds and you know, nowadays with these you know with with the Legos that we have now, I mean, they've you can create a whole entire city and you know they've got bookstores and gas stations and all this other stuff and it's 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 especially for a kid a little kid uh, mm. you know being able to create the city i mean I, I mean look at the movies we have we have movies we have lego movies yeah and it's just like that mentality where you know you can build these cities and act out different scenes you can take you know a, a giant um you know hulkbuster and smash the city apart <laughs> and then put it back together again Yeah. Which is fantastic, <laughs> you know. And I, it's fun to watch my little boys play. They'll, they'll, you know, there's no manuals. You know, they just we've yeah. got thousands of, it and they'll, they'll just put something together and will fly it around or crash yeah. it. It's great. That was one of the
0: fun things I remember. Like I may, like I probably had other like smaller random sets. Like just kind of like building something on your own is really fun too. Yeah. So, so for you, JJ, it's like kind of like cross generational to yeah. and fun. Yeah. Play i mean i i think my daughter's definitely not there yet but like i i would love to like get into legos with her at some point and that'll probably be the the next
1: generation where i start to have too many of those (laughs) don't get me wrong the problem is i i'm i i mean from what i've got you know i mean this is just some of it you know Mm -hmm. not this is not even this is not even a quarter of it like it's it's fun to collect it's fun to put Mm -hmm. together and you know i love to get a set, even a big set, or even just a small set. And I can zone out at a, at a table and just put this thing together and yeah. not think about anything. Yeah. And, you know, I love figuring things out. And I don't even – half the time, I you know, I don't even need to look at, you know, a, a manual to put something together because you could just figure mm-hmm. it out. You've been doing this for so long. You, you know where different pieces fit, where they mm-hmm. go. But it's just to be able to zone out yeah. and work it's on It's very
0: therapeutic
1: yes that's the word i was looking for yeah
0: very therapeutic and jj over under how many times have you stepped on a lego oh
1: (laughs) plenty of times in fact i've got callus so i don't even you know i don't need to wear shoes is it kind of a similar thing for you uh toy Story? yeah
2: i didn't so when i was a kid i built you know i did a lot of the imaginative stuff i had the giant you know mine was a big cat litter old cat litter case filled with lego pieces you know, from like stray sets or whatever that broke. So I'd use I'd use that to build um, you know, and anything I thought of when I was a little kid. But as I got like a little bit older and into Star Wars and stuff when I was young, maybe like six or so, um, I was super into just, you know, getting the ships and stuff. And you know, the stuff I saw on TV being able to create little versions of it for myself when I was a kid, you know. I love that.
0: So JJ, this is probably gonna be more of a question for you. Um, so how have you noticed like the evolution really of Legos from like when you were a kid to now?
1: I mean it's amazing because you know now they've got all these licenses to 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 make. You know, I mean we've got Star Wars. I mean that's one of the it's one of my biggest oh. it's it's my thing. I think you that was know,
2: one of the first licenses they had. Right? It was.
1: It was internet and it's not just you know it's not just star wars it's it's marvel i mean we've got a whole marvel universe now and we've got a whole dc universe so now we're you know we're bringing in all our superheroes you know here you know here you know know, i've got i've got a batman you know or or my or my aquaman and so you're bringing all these other other you know we didn't have this before before it was just you got a box here's the pieces you know, yeah. just, like, I feel just like now everything,
2: that. every set that you could buy is a licensed something. Whereas it back is. then, it was you know like this town or this you know this I vehicle. Feel
0: like now you you see very very little of that. At least at least when I go to the store, I mean I don't really go to the Lego, store. I know JJ, you've been there. But like a normal toy store, like
1: you don't really see the, a lot of the non licensed stuff on the shelves for Legos. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, well they. You see a lot of the license stuff but you know lego does have their own brand you know they've yeah. got their their city limits and their you know they you know and th- now you know back when i was a kid there was no uh, how do you say it? there's no um uh boy girl legos it was just one type of lego where now we've got you know we've got we got legos that cater to boys and then we've got Legos that cater to girls. We've got the princess castles and the, and you know the the, the jewelry Legos and stuff like that. So that's a nice nice way to you know get everybody involved. In that. Not not yeah. not that it wasn't like that before. I mean you know girls could still put this stuff together, but you know now they make stuff that's catered to that. Um, you know more pinks and all that stuff. Uh, I mean,
0: like, I can't even tell you how many, so I probably purchased about 15 sets of Legos in the last couple of weeks, just cause like my cousin, her sons are into it. So I bought a couple like, I, so we duped on one. So actually, no, Noelle, luckily she doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's going to get like a, a set. So, you know, that's going to be her starting
1: point. And but. you know, it's, I think, you know, in, you know, buying these things, it's kind of a no brainer. Like it, it's, it's a safety gift, you know, it's no matter, you know, you can buy these things and give them to anybody. Somebody's going to play with it. Somebody's going to put it together, or you just read gift and give it to somebody else. But there are going to be people that's going to want to play with these, no matter what they are. I feel like it's very
0: unlikely that a kid would be disappointed by a Lego set. Correct. Yeah. I think so. Um, so let's get into the nitty gritty here. So we'll start with Toy Story on this one. About how how many Lego sets do you own?
2: Probably not not as many as probably as you think. Maybe. 30 to 40 wow that's more than i expected that is more than you more than you expected yeah because i think jj is more like one to 200
1: (laughs) is it that many jj do you have the number in mind it's probably close to 100 to 150 maybe 200
0: that's and some of them i've
1: never opened yeah that's cool (laughs) But but you gotta understand those you know i got two little boys who love this so you know Out of the (laughs) hundred fifty, out of the hundred fifty, maybe one hundred twenty five are mine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I believe
0: that's the number. Yeah, yes, I believe it's the other way. So (laughs) I'm not
1: sure where this fits in, but you know, I I I like to collect the Star Wars ones. You know, it's um, well. That would going
0: to be my next question. Like, you know, what what kind of specific collections do you guys do? So go into the the Star Wars. So
1: you know, I I collect the Star Wars ones. I love um, especially the bigger sets. So. You know, the, collector's series, right? the collector's, collector's series, collector's edition, um, you know, just, just like I got here, like all these are part of the collector's edition. They're kind of, I'm going to say full size or they're, they're big versions of they're big boy sets. Yeah. And you know, just like, you know, uh, toy story background. I also have the millennium Falcon, which at one point was the largest set, which is not the largest set anymore. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I've got sets that I've never opened. I like I've got two different Death Stars in a closet, which I'd love to put together one of these days. Um, I've got an Ewok set. I've got the Hoth set. I've got an A Wing. I've got the B Wing. I've got I've got all these other sets. I've never I just yeah. I haven't had the time to put them together. And you know, my basement office I'm limited on space because you know these collector's editions they're huge. I mean, and they're, they they take up a lot of space. But to me, again, going back, the, these are therapeutic. You know they they take a long time um, and it's just, you know, it's mind numbing. Um, some of the other sets, like, you know, I collect with my boys, you know, they, they love the, the Marvel, you know, my, my, my older one loves, you know, the uh, Iron Man. So we've got a lot of the Iron Man sets. Um, I probably got about 30 or 40 in a closet over here of Marvel and DC that I haven't even opened either. You know um, they're, they're kind of like, and they don't listen to podcasts, but you know, they were, they were ones we bought at toys r us before they w- won out and they were they were future gifts so we have a closet that's a good here. idea we have a, cl- <laughs> we have a closet full of toys yeah, we ran out of already. <laughs> uh, we've been really stickly about that um but you know we still have a lot in there I've, I've got this big giant huge uh digging machine it's their digger it's huge it's and again that was something because it was large I like building the larger sets, and eventually that would be a gift for one of the boys that I'll put together. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, so, question for you, because since you mentioned it already, so what's the specific difference between like a collector series set and like a regular set?
1: I think it's just the, the size of it,
0: and mm-hmm. it's the intricacy.
1: It's, yeah, so. it's they're a little tougher to put together. They're not made they're not made for a they're not made for a seven year old kid to put together. Even though a seven year old could probably put together put it together, they're more for. An older person like myself and and Toy Story, so know? it's almost like comparable to
0: like a model set, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yep. And you know, and some of you know, and s- most of the collectors edition, they do they do retire these. So after a while, you know, they stop selling, they stop making them. So. They're gone so Dude, you know, these, these some of these things perform better than stocks these sets yeah so I I, I do have a set um, I forget the number on it but it's the original star destroyer that came out I'm gonna say about 15 16 years ago those were like 2005 ish I think yeah so I know I paid 499 for it I actually got it as a gift um, and it's probably a two or three thousand dollar set right now. Um, wow. I've never fully put it together cause it's large. It's huge. I mean, it's, it's a big set. Um, but that's, you know, I have that, and you know, the stuff I'm never going to sell. Is it Vader's Star Destroyer or just a standard Star Destroyer? It's a standard Star Destroyer. <laughs> they had and Vader's it, too. It, it's Vader? actually, the, it's actually the Star Destroyer that was in the New Hope, the first one. So it, you got the Star Destroyer and then it came with a little tiny rebel ship that got, oh, you know, in Um, so, I mean, that's probably one of my favorite pieces. Um, I'm not sure if we, if we were doing that, is but that, um, is that your most valuable piece? Probably that's okay. probably or one of the other, um, Death Stars I have is yeah. going for a lot of money.
2: Mine is Death Star um, 2, I think, yeah, which I have in a box somewhere. And, so what, and what's
0: that one value? That's at? The, mm, about 1500,
2: yeah, I think. Wow.
0: It's and have hard. you ever put yours together, Toy Story?
2: Yeah, I did fully put it together. It's in pieces, and I have every single piece, but it's apart in a box in the attic.
0: So, is there still the same value if you've opened it, put together, and then taken it apart and put it back? Um, or?
2: Not, not, if not com- comparable to a sealed set. Okay. So you there know? is like, sealed uh, sets are much much
0: higher. So there is like a seal, like yeah. you have to like break a seal on yeah. it. Yeah. Like yeah. Some exactly. of the two. Okay. You-
1: like but you, know, you know, what's funny is, you know, what's, what's pretty valuable, too, is the manuals themselves. So you can sell a manual for a lot of money mm-hmm. without the pieces because you can always buy these pieces. Usually typical Lego piece, if you buy them individually, they're anywhere from five to ten cents a piece, mm-hmm. depending on what the size of it. So, you know, people buy the manuals separately so that they could just buy the pieces, uh, which is <laughs> which is interesting. So, you, you know, get you, any, in any color. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, th- I think one of the hardest colors you can you can get is uh, people dig for these things is the uh, a couple of years ago the original Yoda oh, list, the green piece the green yeah. color it's really they only made it that color is only specific to that set that, that shade set of green over, or whatever right Yep, and it's yeah. it's a hard they hard have to that find. Set. I wish I had it. You have it, right? I don't have that set. Mm. Oh, you don't! I thought you did. No, I was going. I was. Zach has it. I was going to get it from Zach. Zach Zach promised it to me. Ah, remember that? Yes. Yes. Zach, if you're listening to this, I'm still waiting for it. (laughs) Bojo. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that that specific green people go digging for that. Like it's it's crazy. So, um, you
0: mentioned earlier too. So the at one point that um, Millennium Falcon was the largest single piece. Set? That one right there. It's no longer. So it's larger than there was more pieces. So, more pieces so, than so, the Star Destroyer.
2: So the you know, new Star Destroyer that they just came out with, like last year, the year before, now has more pieces than this. Pieces. Oh, is that,
1: oh, I was throwing somewhere completely different. Which, oh, new, what were you talking about? The new. There's a new piece that just came. A new set that came out about a week or two ago. It's the uh, the Roman Colosseum. Oh, I didn't hear about that. So the Roman Colosseum has is now the set with, with the most amount of pieces. Oh my God! <laughs> and it's the only problem with it. It's so I was looking at the it's manual the to this Coliseum. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool looking, but the problem is, you know, most of the pieces that you put together they're, they're exactly they're exactly the same. So there's nine
2: thousand thirty six pieces.
1: <laughs> there's a there's there's a there's there's a part that you make. I think it takes five or six Legos. And you have to make two hundred of them exactly. That's so, see, so I don't know if
2: I would like that. Yeah, that's so too it's repetitive for me. It, yeah, it is.
1: That's that's very lethargic, right? That's yeah. why I, I'm not. No, I'm skipping that one.
0: That's fair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I just I like the interesting builds, you know. I don't like rep- repetition. So, like certain things, like, like I remember when I was when I was building the X-wing. Um, when you had to build four, that X-wing, you have in your hands. Building four of the exact same wing, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And this is cool. I Get a little old sometimes.
1: Uh, you know, this is great because you, you know, the wings yeah, yeah, move. Yeah. So yes. this this is red five. This is Luke Skywalker's um, red five, and I bought this. Uh, the you know, so Lego had a an event at Times Square. I don't know, five or six years ago, where uh, they actually built a full size of one of these in Legos. A one-on-one full size, it was huge. That's awesome. And it was in the middle of Times Square. And they and Toys R Us, I guess, was sponsoring it. And the deal was that day and that day only, if you bought Red Five, uh, the first thousand people to buy this got a special minifig. And this is Yoda. That oh, says corner, nice. yep, that says New York iHeart. So there's only a thousand of these things out in the world. Um, and then that's it. So this is probably my most valuable minifigure. So um, let's talk about right that. So, so what? that's, that's like what, like a $300 figure, right? Uh, three to 500. Yeah. Mine is still in the bag. I didn't take it out of the bag. So hopefully it might be worth more. Yeah. There are versions of this, you know, that was given out at the New York toy fair that year. And it came in a little set, but again, that was a small number. Um, so yeah, and then Is there any differentiation between that one and the other it's the, one? It's the same one. It just comes with it comes in this weird set. There are bootlegs of this. I almost bought one. I remember that. Off. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guy was arguing with me that it was real and it wasn't. It wasn't real because there's ways you could tell a real Lego from a fake one. Uh, but yeah, this thing goes for anywhere. I've seen it go from anywhere from three to five hundred dollars. <laughs> so just like everything else, there's a bootleg market
0: on those, right? Of course, it's crazy. Um, so god no i was going to say so like how many actual single figures are worth like what are like aside from that one what are some of the other like you actual know, like character
1: figures that are worth a lot of money you know there's, there's there's there there's a lot of them i mean there's there's um uh there's a C3PO that's gold
2: yeah the, um, the actual like shiny gold one right
1: oops sorry my <laughs> my print job is done no i mean an actual solid gold Lego C three PO that wow. Lego did a contest a few years ago. They only made I think two or three of these things, and you know you won this thing. That's pretty valuable because there's not Is that many the of them. Most valuable, one. valuable one, probably, probably. So um, like probably grand. Like well, it's solid gold. It's a yeah. it's a little minifig. Um, I mean, there's it, it all depends. There's there's quite a few. Um, I know I have this. I also have I have a chrome. I bought at Rhode Island Comic Con a chrome Darth Vader, which is pretty was pretty expensive. Um, I think that's up to like two three hundred dollars itself. Oh wow! Um, so the it,
2: gold D three PO in the bag sells for like six to seven hundred dollars. That's oh. the reg- That's the plastic one. Oh, it's, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like the said, one of ten thousand one. He said there's yeah. a solid one. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is just the plastic one. Plastic. I have
1: I have $100. one of those. I have one of those in the so back still. You said 800, Matt, for that one? Eight, 800. Wow, so you have that. So that's probably your most expensive one probably, then. <laughs> probably. I didn't realize it was up that much. I, I knew at one time it was like two or three. Because there they, was only 10,000 of those. Matt,
0: do you have any like valuable like single character ones?
2: Not super. I have a couple of rare ones. So when Okay, so you guys want to see my first ever eBay purchase? Okay. Ever? This guy. Oh, Greedo. Greedo? Cool. In, like, 2004, 2005, when I started getting into the Star Wars sets, I bought all the Episode 3 sets when those came out. And then after I built them all, my favorite pastime was going on eBay and looking at all the 1999 sets, like, from the original trilogy that they did. So I tried to track down everything I could. On eBay when you were eleven? Oh yes, I, I I didn't have my own account, but I, <laughs> I, I asked them to buy stuff for me. Very early. that was during the days where you had to write a check to send to eBay or money <laughs> on <it>. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I got a lot of those like 1999 2000 sets off of eBay when I was a kid. Um, every year for like Christmas and birthday, I'd be like, Mom, can you just order me this. I send eBay links, you know, just give me this used set. So I, I have now. like, what's that?
0: That's what I do now? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I have like the original Emperor with the yellow face. That's, That's a good cool. one. You know, I have this one's actually pretty rare. Count this is count the original Count Dooku, where he has the curved lightsaber hilt. Yep, uh-huh. which was very very scarce at the time. So the original is probably a lot more than the one now.
1: I can't um, get to, I can't get to my good ones. They're like yeah. behind boxes. <laughs>
2: yeah, this is Qui Gon with the special uh, hairpiece. Oh you gosh. know, with the ponytail. <laughs> yeah
0: so none of, none of these are crazy valuable but they were they were very hard to get at the time so what happens do they like retire a lot of these or there's like a limited amount and that's what they're all the retired from? yeah
1: and yeah. a lot of them a lot of them you can only get in these sets you know yep. um and you yeah, know like
0: Greta was only
2: this this version of Greta was only available in the original moss eisley set right so he was i think I, he's he was pretty hard to get back in the day so that set itself so was like hundred dollars. Some like dollars.
0: obscure sets that'll only have like this character. Yep. Like, or hey, this like
2: version of this character.
0: Yeah. Like like hey, the first ever Riddler came in this like random yeah. like Batman set. It's yeah.
2: just. It was Padme, yellow Padme with a
0: one. Well, that's character. a
2: good one. Yeah, from the Pod Racer set.
0: That's cool.
2: Yeah. So I was really into that. Um, yeah, just going on eBay and finding all those old sets, which I I still have all of them.
1: <laughs> i i love collecting just the minifigs they're fun yeah um, I, and they I, don't
2: take up space
1: <laughs> they don't and I, I probably got about four thousand different minifigs you know um i tried at one time I, I wanted to buy all the stormtroopers so i have probably i've got a um a big i don't know what is it 18 by 18 lego you know scenery uh deck and i've got them all on there but i you know i've I wanted to collect as many, you know, stormtroopers as I could find and just have them up in rows all over the place. That's funny. Um, and that's what's, you know, and that's what I love about Lego. You know, I think they realized the market. People love the, the, the minifigs. So they started, you know, selling just little packets of blind mini bags of, uh, of, of minifigs. And, you know, you never know what you get. But I, I, I kind of like I have a s- stupid. I have to buy them when every time I see them, I'm like, I'm just going to buy one of these. See what I get. box um, Addiction. Yeah.
0: So you mentioned that like X Wing, that like life size X-Wing. Is
1: that the largest Lego creation they've ever made? I believe so. It was, yeah. Wow. It was the only one. I've never seen anything else full size like that. It was impressive. I got I gotta dig out pictures of that, but it's it was sitting in the middle of Times Square. It was huge. It is a
2: Lego X-wing and it's freaking massive. And it's 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 life size. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I remember what's what's cool about those big sets. Sorry to interrupt you. Is they um? I'll I'll put this guy. We'll put the picture up. But they built they build it to look like a giant Lego piece. So yeah. they'll make it with like the studs and everything, but make those out of a bunch of smaller Legos. You that's know? funny. Yeah,
0: that's that is pretty cool. I remember like in that Toys R Us that JJ was talking about. It's no longer there, obviously. In Times Square, they had like a huge um like L- Statue of Liberty in there, and oh, that I was mean- there.
1: That was, was just that their, was like the biggest thing I'd seen at that point. Their Lego section was so impressive. Yeah. I mean, they it was such a great place to go, and, and it's sad, yeah. Um,
0: so I guess I kind of on that topic, I, and this is something I actually have no idea what the answer is. Have they ever used Legos for like real life application? Like, they other than like a toy, have they been used to in building anything or stuff like that? Well, I, I mean, I you know, you... like, is there one like. They they needed it for like the NASA
1: or something like that because <laughs> it's all lightweight and it's <laughs> who knows but I mean you know you know this is such they a... built
2: like working cars I think yes you know
1: working cars right uh, that air, actually drive. air driven that actually drive full size mm-hmm. cars I've seen that's fun. Um but you know you you know this is such a huge you know it plays such a huge impact on people you know you got people who specialize you know artists who specialize in you know Lego art where you know they'll incorporate you know, a building and the you know the, the part of the building will be Legos or, you know, a painting would be, you know, have Legos built into it. It's it's pretty impressive what people do with some of this stuff. That's cool. All right. So I, I think that's, like, all
0: the questions I had. Was there anything other, like, Lego-specific you guys wanted to share before we move on to? Yeah, our... they're getting too expensive for the new sets. <laughs> they are. They really for, are.
2: On a per-piece, like... A lot of people break it out to what they cost per piece for a set, you know? And you can it's, buy them for less? It's like – I get, I get inflation and
0: all that, but it's like double what they used to be for the same size sets. So since JJ mentioned like the pieces – like per piece price was like $0.05, cents, can you like buy some of these like piece by piece and spend less than what they're selling in the box? I don't know about less. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Yeah.
1: It's better probably just to buy the set. Yeah, Probably. Interesting. You know, th- th- these are made for people like you know, I, I have the I have the uh, the Lego Saturn 5 rocket, which is a big rocket. It stands like three feet tall. It's a beautiful piece. That thing's cool. And you know, we've got people out there who you know, so there's a lot of Lego builders out there who create their own. You know, so we have people who you know built the Saturn V rocket, but then built the launch pad to go <laughs> along with it. So here you got a three foot rocket, and then on top of that, you've got a four foot launch pad on wheels. And it's it's probably it's five or six times the amount of pieces that are in the actual, uh-huh. you know, rocket itself. It's it's quite amazing. So those type of people are ones who go out and buy the individual mm-hmm. pieces and, and go for that there is cool though.
2: Yeah. Also, there's a lot more types of pieces out now, and I think they talked about this in the Toys That Made Us episode. So if you look like the sets yeah. from like, well, not even the 70s, but like let alone the 70s, the 90s. You know, they're very blocky because they didn't have a lot of curved pieces back then, or like special pieces now, like. You know, well, back then, if they needed to make a special shape or something, they'd make it out of the blocky regular bricks. Now they'll just print a new piece. You right. Know? And it's so quite there's ex- a million new types of pieces out there now. And it's quite expensive to, to yeah. make those. You know, so that probably what, contributes to why they're a little more expensive now.
1: From what I, I think, from what I remember seeing, like an old Lego documentary was that, you know, it to create one piece. So to create this here, this one little tiny piece, which is a kind of like a hilt. Yeah. You know. Creating this, making the dies for it, making everything, all the it, it, it's this is a five hundred thousand dollar piece. When you think about what's involved well, to create in this piece, so they better so, make
2: enough to put in enough sets to turn a profit on that piece, right?
1: So that I mean that, that all includes why these pieces are a lot of money because creating the dies and and the the um, the the mold injectors and everything it's very expensive. And plastic itself. I mean, plastic is, is pretty expensive. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. plastic is oil. Yeah. So,
2: And I think it's the colors, too. So I did... I, we're going off in tangents, but it's... Oh, um, So in the background here, see the, all these crazy colors that are like the old-school colors? And what I notice is when there's a lot of sets where um, it's very external-based. So you'll see this in sets like the Death Star and whatever um, and a lot of the Ultimate Collector series. So they'll put the special colors that you need on the outside to make it look like it's real and then on the inside they'll put crazy colors like red these, this green and stuff because they're not used in sets so they just kind of grab whatever pieces you know <laughs> whatever colors fit because they're not going to be seen That's funny. so that's why you'll have a random orange piece go inside because you're not going to see it so that's one way they save money you know because yeah. a lot of those like special grays and stuff they're more expensive to make than those stupid greens you know
1: very interesting. This is this is a cool set. Um, this was 2012. I remember uh,
2: those. Those are cool. New,
1: New York Comic Con exclusive. Uh, there was only a thousand of these things made for the entire New York Comic Con. I actually have two of them. Um, they were they only allowed you to get one, you know, one ticket to buy one. Um, I got one, and then I think like a day later, I found one of the tickets on the floor. Somebody dropped it, so I was like, I'm gonna pick this up, and I got myself another one. Uh, Thief but this JJ. is, is that? <laughs> I said, Thief JJ. I don't know who dropped it, I picked it up. Um, but yeah, this is still sealed. I've never opened this, but this is number 210 of a thousand. Uh, Matt, this you pretty...
0: the other day, about how you dropped the ticket for that at the New York Comic Con. Well, oh, it's too late now. The, the, <laughs> the uh,
1: <laughs> Statue of Limitations is gone, uh, sure. but yeah, this is a pretty cool piece. This, these, this goes for a lot of money on eBay itself, too. Um, but yeah, the, a lot of the uh, the, you know, New York, San Diego Comic Con exclusives—they go for a lot of money. Yeah, it's a fun stuff.
0: Well, I hope people enjoyed this. Uh, something a little different. We haven't done um, something kind of like a comics yeah. for a while. So um, hit us up if you guys have any other questions.
1: Do you have any comments? If we're wrong about anything, let us know. Tell us yeah. what your favorite is. Yeah. What's your favorite set? I'd like to know what people's favorite set is. What should we look into? I'm Star Wars. Maybe oh, I like I something else. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So you guys want to close
0: this out? Uh, talk about some a little show going on. Yes, uh, I do. Us program.
2: So by the time this this is out, there'll be another episode out uh, which we haven't seen yet. Yes. But to be clear, we're talking about Chapter Thirteen, The Jedi.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I'm almost positive that the episode that just came out is probably a filler episode.
1: So. No Right away. I mean, they've already said that this n- next episode Friday is only going to be 32 minutes long. It's really? short. 32 minutes. It's going to so, be about
0: the frog lady again. It's going to be the <laughs> shortest,
1: shortest episode of the season. Wow. Which sucks. Yeah.
2: All, All right, right. Let's wow. not talk about that. Bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys – The channel. Where, where do we well, start? What do you what, guys what, think of this episode?
1: So what, let's, well, what was this episode? this was a huge episode. I mean, this was – we knew that this was coming. I didn't we think got, it was – I didn't think
0: episode.
1: I didn't think we were gonna get it this quickly in the series. I thought we were gonna to have to wait. Till... I didn't think
2: we'd get her that early in the episode.
1: So who is her?
2: Minutes. Who is who, her? Who is her? Ahsoka. Ashoka. 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 Played by Rosario Dawson.
1: Ah, uh,
0: JJ, if you only had your poster with you that day we went to the Daredevil premiere, you could have gotten <laughs> it
1: Who would have known? Who would have known? No who would have known?
2: So for those that don't know, um, some fans, on Twitter
1: my, yeah. Some
2: fans on Twitter in 2017 posted a fan art of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka saying, come on, you should play her. And she t- retweeted it saying, sure, sign me up. And so everybody's like, oh, you know, that would be awesome. And then so John Favreau and Dave Filoni, you know, they've been toying with that since they were writing season one, I learned. So they had already had her in mind that they wanted her. After seeing all that, they were like, oh, that's a good idea. She's awesome. So this has all been, you know, in the works for a while. So now she's finally here.
0: With that being said, before we go into this any further, mm-hmm. I hope they've seen all this Sebastian Stan as young Luke Skywalker or whatever, because he looks good. That, I want that to happen now. Yeah, like, listen, he's close enough. I was just like, honestly, we need Luke Skywalker back. Yeah, we want to see him like doing awesome stuff. Yeah, those original series they didn't really have the technology and the acrobatics to really. Yeah. I want to see him really like f stuff up. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, but Yeah, but no, the way she i she was introduced. That this episode hit the ground running. So it was directed, written, and directed by Dave Filoni, yep. um, for those that don't know, the mastermind behind Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, directs apprentice to George Lucas. Um, yeah, so she, Ahsoka was in it from right in the first two minutes. She was introduced, which I thought was awesome. They didn't waste any time.
0: And that's
1: what I loved about this, because hmm. you know, typically the episode was
2: it, about her.
1: W- yeah, but yeah. when they when they do stuff like this, typically on a show, I mean, they usually wait till you know they they wait till usually they'll have a teaser episode like right before you know the ending of one show and to bring like her a cameo. Or, yeah, <laughs> this one, it, or they'll wait to an end, you know, wait to an end or mid end. But this one, it, right away. I mean, that was the first thing you saw. Was her and her white lightsabers. And yeah. I was floored. Like I, I love
0: that about the episode that it just went straight into her. Like you didn't like yeah. you don't have to like hang you're hanging on pins and needles the whole time. How many times did you guys watch it? Twice.
1: Twice. <laughs> wow.
2: She was awesome, but she like she, you could tell she studied the like. I know, I know you haven't watched you
0: haven't watched too much of the cartoon, right, TC?
2: But oh, you watched Rebels. I
0: watched the Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, at this point, I'm only like not watching Clone Wars, just to, as like a pain point to you. Yeah, I know that. So. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I think at this point, I'll eventually watch them. Yeah. But she, you could tell that she
2: studied the character. She was doing like you could t- like she was clearly an adult Ahsoka, but she still had like the mannerisms and stuff from the cartoon version like she did that eyebrow thing you know that she does well, I,
1: I think she collaborated with uh with ashley a lot on yeah. this because i mean yeah, to be honest with you ashley she's ahsoka herself i mean mm-hmm. yeah, ashley is the voice of ahsoka on the clone wars and, and and rebels and she's done a phenomenal job with the character um she will always be ahsoka as number one i mean i i love her the voice goes perfect with her um but I think she collaborated a lot with her to bring to bring that character out, like in real in in live form. Live action. Live action.
2: Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. And then we okay. also got Baby Yoda's name. What do we think of that?
0: Grogu.
1: Yeah. What do we think of that? You know, the first thing I thought about was was uh, was um, Stranger Things. Like, that was the, when I heard, it, I was like, Oh, your face. Gorgon, Demi yeah. Gorgon.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I you think we only think Yoda's not weird because everybody knows Yoda. I mean, it's true.
0: When I first heard it, I was like, I don't know if I like that. But then I was like, I don't mind it, actually. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, i not got, in love with it. It's got to be hard to like, Come up with something like that, and especially with something that's so loved, like you're already calling this baby something, yeah. like you're calling it Baby Yoda. Like, there's not going to be something that's like better than like Baby yeah. Yoda. <laughs> do, you, do
2: you think they knew this name before season one? I radio?
1: don't know. One, right? I, I think they did. Yeah. But I'd like to have been at that table to so, discuss like what, like, what, what are we going to call this thing? What are yeah. we like? What other names were thrown around? Yeah. Because you know you got to figure too. So we have Yoda, and then. You know, Yaddle. You know, they both are is, is
2: this their love child?
1: Oh. Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> right.
2: I do he, he, he was a Padawan at the Jedi Temple during the Order sixty six stuff. So that's there's really a, interesting. There's a great
0: meme of like, um, like at the end when Yoda's like going to hiding. I must avoid child support. I must. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I,
1: yeah, I don't see that. Being part of the story, I don't know if it's even worthy to even bring out who his parents are. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I don't know. I think the the real mystery is going to be who saved him. Who saved him? Yeah, like because I mean, somebody he said that somebody rescued him from the Jedi Temple. He doesn't remember who it yeah. is, and then he has like no memory of what's happened in
1: the past. Like, how many years is this? Thirty yeah. 40 years? Yeah. So so the the going uh, the going. Bet is the old lady from the Jedi Archives. Joe Costa. Yes. Interesting. She was the one that, that rescued him and got him out. Because yeah. she does technically she did survive. I mean she was Yeah, there's she, a whole she, Darth, the
2: Darth Vader comics about
1: that. Yep. Yep. So um she's part of that world. You know, she she, she got out of there. So that's that's the going um oh. The bet right now is she? She's the one that brought him out. Yeah. I love like that there's
2: still so, so much mystery surrounding him, even you know, deep into season two. Yeah. Like they're not Are revealing anything right away. Right. I
0: I get I get so I've gotten caught, but I've gotten scared twice already from these jerks on social media who keep saying that first it was, what's his name broke his back. The guy who's playing the Mandalorian. And then someone else is like, oh. John Favreau broke his back. I was like, what are you talking about? I saw that <laughs> you know, saga, right? from carrying the star Wars franchise. It's like, you jerk yeah. stop it. I'm getting nervous.
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: it's I think it's a perfect pairing because I think as a visual live action person, John Favreau has a great eye and like can really translate that so well. And then on the other side, you have Dave Filoni, who respects Star Wars lore so much. He knows it so well. He knows it as- He knows as it pretty, like George almost. He probably right? knows it as good as George, but yeah. the way he takes it, I think at least personally, further than George is he knows like the kind of things that work now and what doesn't work now. And I yeah. think and and this is no knock to George. he created this whole world. I think he understands how to translate a lot of this story better now than George does. yeah.
2: And you did you guys figured- you guys remember that little monologue he gave in that uh, the behind the scenes episode? Oh,
1: that do you, you remember that? Dude, I, it was beautiful. So we just started watching that. My wife and I we just started watching it I and told that was, you. A, it was so good. we we just finished that episode two nights ago. And we sat there and listened to it like three or four times because it actually sent chills down my spine yeah. and he summed it up. He just came up with that in his head. Yeah. you know. He just Well, I mean, that. I'm sure he's, ha- he's had that feeling.
0: It was yeah. probably like the first so, time like, to he- be able to vocalize it like that. To express that. Yeah. You could tell how excited he like, uh, is. And what's her name was there too. But What's her first name? Kennedy, right? Her first name? Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy. He goes, and he should have ended it. It's like, that's why I should be in charge with this.
1: And then it just <laughs> mic dropped. But you know, yeah. I think even now, you know, when I, when I saw that, I was I was I was in awe. I was sh- I was shocked and awe that that this what came out of this guy's mouth because he summed it up what everybody thinks about this story, about this world, about this this life. And the first thing I thought about was, I want my kids to see this because I want them to think like this. Yeah. When they get older, like this is what you need to achieve. Of, you know, the mindset of. Here is a guy who's bringing out these stories. You know, you got these storytellers who is bringing this these stories visually for people to enjoy, and he. It, it's just it's an amazing world that he's bringing us. I mean, you know, we we sit there and we can read all these stories. We can read all these novels and these comic books and these movies but he's bringing all this together
0: and yeah. and I, and I think what the great thing about him is is he he knows it so well he's a creator of it but at the same time he's also a fan. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that's different about George. Like it's his creation but at the same time it's not like something that he grew up with. It's not his love. It's a part of him. But not – like he understands it from a creator and a fan por- perspective.
1: And George has a lot of other stories. I mean, you know, he's got the Indiana Jones. He's got these other – all these projects that he can't focus where we've got Dave who, you know, he's been working on the Clone Wars for such a long time. And he's bringing he polished
2: that – thing so well.
1: That that's, and, you know, that's his baby. That's his show. And that's his work. And that's his <laughs> –
0: I, I know we're not speaking about this specific episode at this point it's a, now, sorry but like, this back to the this behind the scenes thing too I love his interactions with other people on set where he's like oh we can do this thing remember he's like talking to John Farver remember I was just about to bring that episode? up and John's like no he goes, oh, it's like I, I'm a Star Wars fan. He goes, but not like you. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, no, but- gr- great person to do this, great person to direct. The yeah.
2: two of them, I've, I, I, think everybody says the two of them need to be in charge of Star Wars. But in addition to that, the whole team of directors that they got working on the Mandalorian every yeah. season is amazing. Between them two and Deborah Chow, Bryce Dallas Howard, Taika Waititi, all- uh, yeah. who's the other other one, Peyton Reed, you know,
1: they're all they're fantastic. all
2: amazing.
0: They're and and amazing. that's the great thing about them too, and that's the thing with uh, about John. I mm-hmm. feel like he's really good at identifying talent and the talent for the right things and the right stories. Like he's like, listen, like we have this five or six set of directors. I was like, this story that we want to tell here, like I know that, um, whatever her name is, um, what's what's Dallas? Howard's story? Dallas. Dallas. Like I know Bryce Dallas Howard. Like this is a story that she can tell. Mm-hmm. I know that you know Dave this is a story like this episode specifically dave has to tell the story like Mm -hmm. this is his baby this is his creation Mm -hmm. you know dave has to tell the story like he's the right one to tell the story and then the same thing for the other guys like you know with different actions everyone has like their specialties and they're they're really good at like maneuvering the seizing too because like if you think about this show it's like Every episode's really like its own movie, and it has a different flavor and a different, you know, theme going on in each episode. I mean, listen, I I cracked at it, you know, I made cracks at it earlier, but the the episode where he's you know struck on that stranded on that planet with the frog lady, it has its own like you know theme going on that's different from like the last episode or the episode after that. It keeps it fresh. Yeah.
1: Totally. All right, so let's let's bring it back to this episode. So this was a huge episode. We had a lot of. We had a lot of famous actors in this. I'm not sure if you guys really know that. I mean, when I say famous, I mean they've been on other shows and shows that we like. I grew up with. Um, well, we'll yeah. say there's a lot of actors that you know from other things. Right, right.
0: Um, i not sure got who, who you're referring to. All right, we'll, we'll <laughs> get into
1: that. So, yeah. um, so we've got Ahsoka now. We've got the so this this story brought out. You know, she, we got her. We got Grogu. We have we've the. We got, new- got the city. I guess a city, town, whatever uh, that's under kind of somewhat weird. So, so the the protagonist in this story. What was her name? Uh, the girl, uh,
2: Morgan Esbeth or something.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. Which again, she's she's been a lot of different things. Uh, she, Diana it,
2: Lee in Asanto.
1: She was the she's the goddaughter of Bruce Lee. Her father. which is the, crazy.
2: Yeah, she's um, her dad. Is Dan in Osanto, who I've trained with in martial arts in person many times. Oh, wow. I literally just found that out on Wikipedia. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: funny. Yeah, he was he was the trainer for Bruce Lee. And That's Bruce, crazy. And he was she, like, he's like one of your, his understudies, right? Like his, Yeah, like, she was. <laughs> she's she's a huge martial artist, which mm-hmm. craziness. So um, was she was her character in Clone Wars or or Rebels or anything? She didn't appear previously, right? I don't think so. Jim, do you know?
1: So, you know, I was I was trying to find this out because it bothered me a little bit. So another uh, branch to this show was uh, a big spoiler. If you haven't seen this was uh, Thrawn was brought up in this movie, uh, yeah. in this show, which is huge news to, you know, Rebels fans and Star Wars fans in general, because, you know, here we've got a character who's a fantastic character. Very cool um, character. And, you know, if you guys watched Rebels, you know, at the the last episode of the Rebels, you know, we had Ezra Bridger, who basically pushed himself with uh, Thrawn across the universe and never been seen again. So yeah. here we may have, a, you know, Thrawn being brought back in here. So... Along those note, along along with that, I saw. So just it, it, a quick note there. Did
0: you see what Dave Filoni said recently? Well, no. He said, "All I'm going to say is it's possible. It's possible that this episode happened before the before the finale of Rebels." He said, "All I'm going to say is it's possible." He's like, "I'm not
1: saying that's what it is. I'm just saying it's possible." Okay. Which would be disappointing if that was the case. Yeah, that would be disappointing. Yeah. Um. So, along those lines, you know, Thrawn in the comic book, he had like a kind of second command on board the ship. It was a girl, black hair. I forget what her name was in the comic book. I kind of thought that that was her.
0: Mm. I don't remember. I don't know,
1: Matt. Can... No.
0: Nope. I Sorry. read the comic. No, too. I don't, I don't remember the name.
1: Yeah, we'll, I don't remember. We'll,
0: we'll, name. we'll look into it. We'll do some more research. We should have done it before. I should have done it. Sorry. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, but that was cool too. Like you, you got thrown. So there was like three huge things when you think about it came out of this.
1: So the, the other character was Lang, the guy Lang who play, who's played by, uh, Michael Bond brain.
0: I can't bean? say his
1: a B I H by B I H
0: that was Michael bean. Yeah. So wow, he's, he from like the, he's from the he's, <laughs> terrible, <does. laughs> mean,
1: he's from the abyss. He's from Terminator. He's, yeah, he's from the
0: first Terminator. aliens.
1: He's, um, huge. You know it bothered me because I'm, I'm sitting here watching this guy and i'm like i know this guy from somewhere wow. and he's old he didn't age very well yeah i didn't but even I, recognize him he bothered me the whole episode like i know this guy and i looked him up and that's funny that's him yeah he was famous for about three years i liked it because he, he just he was in a really underrated movie called navy seals <laughs> yeah that was, and he played a navy seal in the abyss he was the head navy seal in that he was in aliens I think and Aliens was, is like the last big movie he was in, <laughs> um, and then the other guy was um, Wing Tao Cho, which was the he was the old Chinese guy who ended like up becoming the guy who
0: like the head of
1: the town. Yeah, so he was actually it's funny because he's he's basically he was basically a cameo in this, but he is he was the head architect for Hong Kong Disney. Oh, huh, that's cool. So he, you know. He's, a, he's an extremely wealthy individual, but he is the architect for um, Epcot Center, Disneyland Paris, and Disneyland Hong Kong, which is kind of cool that. to see them bring that in. Yeah. This So, this woman. So, when I first saw
0: that woman, I thought she was the girl from Crouching Tiger. And I was like, it looks like her, but she looks way too young to be that girl. And then I realized it's not her. <laughs> yeah, she,
1: she's, she was in a few movies. She was in Blade. Um, she was in Wild Wild West with, uh, with uh, Will Smith and all them. Uh, she was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So she's been in some movies. Uh, Michael but, Bean was also in Tombstone. Tombstone,
0: that's right. He's, like, he's the one who uh, Val Comer says, I'll be you, Huckleberry. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Tombstone, Matt? No. Absolutely phenomenal movie. If you're going to ever watch one Western, don't let anyone else tell you differently. That's the one you watch.
1: <laughs> so what do you guys, what is your guys thoughts on the direction that Gorgu is going to go into? Gorgue. Grogu. Um, so seeing that Ahsoka is not going to take him under her wing as a trainer, pat on whatever you want to call him at this point in his life. Um, I'm really curious. So, so
0: I mean, again, this is full spoiler, guys. I hope you're not listening to this if you haven't watched it yet. So she basically tells him to take him to some planet. I don't remember the name. And there's a Jedi temple there, right? And- so that
1: Jedi temple is the original Jedi temple. It's where the, the birthplace of the Jedi is. Okay. So he's going to go there.
0: He's going to reach – He. it's up to him, she basically says, if he reaches out to the force and someone comes back. So it's really going to depend on what they decide to do there. I don't see it – honestly, at any point, I don't think this show works if they break those two up. Oh, they can't. No. It's not going to so work. Show, I mean, I'm just saying speculation-wise, I think there's so many people invested in both of them and are both of them together. I don't think at this point one can exist without the other. Definitely. Correct. Right. So I think no matter what, these two have to stay together. I don't know if that means that somehow they train. I I don't know. There's so many different directions they could go in. I don't know what it is. I think if you're asking me what I think is going to happen, I think he's going to go. I think he's going to reach out. I think you're going to see if I were going to do it, this is how I would do it. You see maybe like a hidden person get a thing you don't get like um a reveal of who they are and then maybe season three you find out like which jedi is going to come and get you know was reached out to maybe it's somebody big maybe it's not maybe it's obi-wan kenobi and that's why obi-wan kenobi's gotta you know rev up the show and get it done before season three comes
1: out. it's you know it could be anything
0: yeah it it
1: wouldn't be obi-wan kenobi because this, this wouldn't be Obi Wan Kenobi because it takes place five years after. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I. Oh, they, I, I,
2: I don't know if they dress him up as. Like, I mean, listen, as, It, like, it
1: could be Luke. Maybe it's Ezra. Maybe yeah. Ezra
0: is the one who comes and finds him. Who knows? There's a, I feel like there's a lot of different directions that they can go, and I think they know that too, and I think they're probably playing with a lot of these still, yeah. or maybe they know already. It's interesting. Very excited to find out.
2: All right, what's your guys' rating of this episode? Let's do that. <sighs>
0: Hardcore ten. <laughs> what about you, Toy Story?
2: Nine point six.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like maybe. to give anything a perfect ten, I, just
1: in case. Uh, I, I love this episode. I'm
0: gonna go nine six as
1: well. Yeah. yeah. Nope.
2: It was essentially perfect. You
1: know. Yeah. I mean, the, the, they brought out the whole lore. You know, one of the points we didn't we didn't focus on was you know the 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 owl that follows Ahsoka around, who's been in many shows. Uh, What is it? What is it called? The Lorm Cat. They brought that into this, which was from from. So, I mean, they brought so much into this. It was just to me, it was perfect. I don't think I would have changed anything.
2: No, me neither. Absolutely not.
1: Yeah.
0: I I mean, listen, like, do do I have any like pain points about it? Not really. I just I, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know if anything strikes me as a 10. Very it, has a, it has a it
2: has it has a nine point six on IMDb.
0: <laughs> hey, that's, hey, we have good insight, I guess, when it comes to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was a great episode. Pro- definitely, I-, I don't think you could tell me that there's one better than this. I don't, I don't think so personally. I mean, they're all so good. I think the lowest grade I would give would probably be the frog episode, <sighs> and I'd even give that one probably a 7.5. <laughs> yeah, even
2: the bad even the bad episode, not bad, even the lower. The weak episodes, are, episodes
1: are are seven sevens yeah. and eight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> High so, sevens and eights.
1: so your thoughts, so we Mondo's got a new weapon. What are your thoughts on this thing being able to to block lightsabers? So that was interesting. So I don't know if you guys
0: know the lore about this, but I I thought a lightsaber could cut through everything, and apparently it can't cut through what is it called? Bascar? Bascar. Bascar? So was that previously mentioned in any I mean I've seen every movie, the only thing I haven't seen.
2: I thought I could totally. be wrong. I thought I thought Best Car was new to this series.
0: I've or never heard introduced
2: of it. in this series. Yeah,
1: I've
0: so, never heard of okay. it before this, so I guess mm-hmm. pure Best Car can uh yeah. stop. But
2: certain certain things, like in the prequels, I remember he they were fighting like those General Grievous guys, and he had they had like these electric staffs or something that weren't lightsabers, but they couldn't cut through them. So yeah, I yeah. think there's a few things that it
0: can't cut through, but Okay.
1: It's a pretty cool spear pretty
0: cool. or staff yeah. or whatever he's got. It's cool. It's, I feel like it's another weapon he'll have to learn how to use. Listen, I think it, the fact that we had a Jedi like within a series, it's awesome. I mean, the way they used her, the the double lightsaber thing. Yeah. Like, listen, like I've seen a little bit of her in the you know in the animated stuff. The best being the duel that she has with um Ventress. in. Oh. Um, in that uh, in the rebels that i've seen again i haven't seen the the clone war stuff um yeah i love her battles with ventress they were just Those are really cool, yeah. i mean there's there's um there's other some somebody did like some fan art thing where where they where she meets up with luke and she's like oh my god you're luke skywalker and she's like she's like i'm so sorry your father turned and like he tells her like no at the end he came back to the light and she like breaks down and cries so it's like you know, it, it's it's such. There's so much. There's so many possibilities. Yeah, and I feel like you know they're they're really smart about bringing the right ones to light. Again, because you know, you know the thing about Dave Filoni is too he listens, he listens to the fans. He, does. he knows what the fans want. He's like, hey, that's actually a great idea. I want that too. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, you know, I'd love to see all this stuff come true. I hope we get Sebastian Stan. I want to see Luke Skywalker. It's like, I don't care if it's not Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill already signed off on this guy. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, listen, if you want Mark Hamill to voice it over and have him be the character, take it. I'll take it. Whatever you want to give me, I'll take it. <laughs> but cool. Bring, well, bring him in as the Joker. I don't care. <laughs>
2: Did you did you see he was uh c- cause he was a little peeved, I think, that they didn't cast him in uh, the Lego Star Wars holiday special?
0: Who was uh... Mark Hamill. Did they not <laughs> even ask even
2: him? He was he was like reasons why I didn't I didn't uh voice Luke in this. Because I didn't want to tarnish the perfect reputation of the original and also they didn't ask me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I still well, like... they didn't use only Lando, I think, was the was the only actual voice actor. Oh, was he? I, I didn't
2: watch it yet. So yeah, I, 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 it. I have to. At some it was point.
0: okay. It was cute. Like, like, it was like very aimed at children. Yeah. Like my course, daughter watched it. She liked it. And I was just like, it was okay. It was like <laughs> the best word to use is it was cute. It was cute. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. Nice. All right. But well, that's it. It focuses on Ray. So just saying so you know. <laughs> that. All right, anyway. guys. Does that wrap it up? You guys have a nice that That's there? it. All right. We gave our grades. Let us know if you disagree. And if you disagree, well, you're wrong. (laughs) Uh, All right. We just want to remind you guys again, uh, please, if you can, remember to vote once a day, every day for us on Best of LI under Arts and Entertainment. And subcategory podcast, you will find the name Don't Feed the Geeks there. Please hit that vote button. We really appreciate that. And as always, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at LI Comic Guys and at Don't Feed the Geeks Podcast. Um, we're we're pretty active. So you know, reach out, send us a message. If you have any questions, you're into anything. If you want to um, share the show with others, we'd love that. If you know, if you have suggestions for future episodes, we're open into that too. If you wanna be on the show, if you're a writer, creator, artist. Let us know. You know, we can. We're always looking for new people. Maybe work something out. Um, but I can think that's it. You guys have anything?
2: I think That's nope. it. Oh, right. again, please
0: um, be sure to tune in on uh, Saturday, uh, the twelfth at two p.m. Pacific, five p.m. Eastern, uh, for the Elite Comics Eleven um, yes. charity event to give back. Yes, that's amazing. That's all I got. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, until next time. Remember. No! cakes